You Can't Make This Up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. Episode 283. Hey, is this the first time we taped on a Sunday in like a month? Feel yeah. like it. Yeah. I feel like things have been going on, you know, with the Super Bowl, yeah. football, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm It's early, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, let's talk about it, man. Fellas, how was the week? Shit, um, what we do this week? Bunch of work. Oh, I got promoted. Uh, hey. Got promoted. Uh, yeah. He said, oh, I got promoted. <laughs> I'm now the general manager of Edible Arrangements. Hey. So, uh. Free baskets. Free baskets. <laughs> Holla at your boy. Um, but yeah, nah, we had a few people that have moved on and, uh, I've been, you know, stepping in and doing stuff and, uh, it's a raw I'm gonna give a try to. They're still being super supportive of the DJ movement, so. Um, that's a blessing to have in your back pocket with your bosses. Well, they hate when I call them my bosses. They're like my business partners, but it's theirs. I work, you know, I work with them and for them. So, uh, we, but we got some, uh, big plans to, to just move along in business together. So I'm going to go ahead and step in this role, give it a shot and see what happens. So it came with a pay raise and uh, I'm excited. <laughs> so, yeah. Those are always good. Those are always good. So yeah. does, it, does that mean that you can't skate out of there easily? Like when it's when it's time to like make it happen, you ain't uh, all, there. I'm still the I'm still the get it done dude, but I uh, definitely have some other roles to attend to. I have to uh, manage some people, and uh, I'll be stepping into some other roles, ordering stuff, scheduling stuff like that as the time goes. So it's something that I'm just I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. It was offered, and uh, I'm going to be there for a minute, you know, so why not give it a shot and see what happens. So my right. question for you, yeah, absolutely, congrats. But uh, I know I know, me and Dizzle can deal with this because, you know, we at our jobs, we like management positions and everything like that. Do you have any reservations about, you know, kind of like you said, being an employee, just being Killer Kev, being part of the crew, but now having that manager title and having to tell people what to do and deal with schedules and people calling off and, you right. know, their favorite team may be in the Super Bowl next year <laughs> around Valentine's Day and have to do those juggling acts. Right. Nah, it's, it's, it's not that I have reservations. It's just that the I want – you know, you want people to be like you, like, I'm going to get it done, dude. I'm going I'm to show up every day and work. But at the same time, it's like we, the the pot of people that we have, we have some young people coming out of school, you know, that are getting their feet wet in the workforce. So it's a good time to show them what work is. So we, it's it's not so much that I have reservations. It's just I don't want to, I, I don't want to come off as like this, uh, that I, I was the cool dude and now I'm not. Like I want right. to make sure I want to make sure that everybody know. Hey, today's number is what 29. Let's knock out 29, then we can have a little fun. Let's just get this shit done. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what I be on. So um, everybody knows that about me. That that works with me. So it ain't gonna be too much of a transition with them. It's just more so I need to make sure that I'm not coming off as like, hey, six more melons, motherfucker. Like you know, <laughs> so. 
Uh, well, yeah. Feet up on the desk watching that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but it's That's cool. Dope. It's a. Uh, I I kind of was in a managerial role anyway. I was looked at as a manager. I did, did more of a quality control thing for them, but now it's going to be more of a. Their goal is to have it to where they don't have to be there as much. It's what they would love it to be. So I'm gonna try to get it going where it's like that. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Dizzle, I saw you was working heavy, slanging these houses, DJing mm. events, making it happen. What was up with you this week? That was it, man. I think this was one of the every every so often I always have one of them days where it's like, all right, I know I'm gonna have to work all day, so I gotta kind of prep for it. This was out of the blue. I was not scheduled to be DJing. I didn't know I was gonna be making phone calls all day for real estate. So this was one of those days that. I was actually kind of, I was proud of, but I was tired, boy. Like, we're trying to get this house situated. Like, we, we kind of hit a snag with, with the situation. Um, I, I can't get too deep into it, but I had to make a ton of phone calls to try to get things back on track. And then randomly, uh, one of the, one of the old folks I went to school with, asked me to DJ at an elementary school for like a Black History Month event. Mm-hmm. It was only for an hour, which I'm happy for because I'm kids, bruh. <laughs> I'm kids. So, Kelly, you, you know this. I would say, and you can agree or disagree, kids request the most songs. Do you agree <laughs> or disagree? Oh, it's, it's bad. It's, it's so bad. bad that my wife had to make a form. That's why she comes with me, especially to those events, because she is my defender. There's no way that I want to deal with that flow that comes. Bro. So she got a form, and they get to writing. And before you know it, they flipping the page. We're on page two, and I've only played six or seven of the requests. You know what I'm saying? Like, they coming with it. So um I haven't had the experience of the elementary kids doing it, but I need that playlist because I heard some of them songs he was playing and they was out there turn like it was hold up wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, yo, I need that. I need yeah. that. But but like with the high school kids, oh my god, once you play one person's song or I don't even be knowing what I'd be playing because it'd be the request would be like I know Pooh Shiesty, cool, but then it'd be some other names where I'm like, huh? Well, I, I might end up playing some. They high put school you on kids. the the, the kids will put you on kids. shit. Yeah, like this. I played some song. This high school kid ended up coming out holding money and had a whole video going. I'm like, oh, this your <laughs> this your song, and they out there turned like, ah, he played it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it gets crazy. Well, shit. The elementary kids, like I said, I was there for one hour. That should be like, it was a it was an easy gig, but bruh. One group came up and requested a song. I'm like, okay, I got you, bam. And they was requesting some good songs. Like, somebody told me, like, Who Let the Dogs Out? I'm like, okay, that's a good one. I wasn't thinking about playing <laughs> Who Let the Dogs Out. Niggas was jumping and vibing to that. Right. But it was literally a line of kids. When I got done hearing a request from one group of kids, they left, and it was already, like, ten other kids just waiting to tell me what they want to hear. And the thing about it is, if you don't play it next – 
They're back at the table. And are you going to play my song? Like, yeah, I they got you. Yeah, I got they don't you. Have, they don't have party etiquette yet. Not at all. They don't have party etiquette yet. They like they think you're supposed to request it. And then when I say I'm going to play it, it's I, literally, next I, literally, I literally hear like the yes or I see the sprint to the friends like, he about to play it. Like, yeah. like, that's crazy. And if you don't, they're heartbroken. So. Bruh. It's crazy. It, it was a cool event. Um, I actually got some some feedback because I, f- I felt old. One of my friend's kids came up and requested a song, and I'm like, "I know your mama," and you know, <laughs> she ended up uh, telling her mom I did a good job in on in the car on the way back. So, shout outs to the to all them bad kids, man. <laughs> but then after after the DJ gig, had to do a synchrony till close. So it was just a, it was a full day, which I've I've never done a three job day. I've definitely done a two job day or or one job all day. Never three different things. Yeah. Um, so I felt accomplished. It was it was weird, but I was tired. Still kind of tired. Um, but shit, that's that's been my week, man. Just trying to make this fucking house go through. Shit been a little stressful, but uh. I tend to make shit happen. Oh, I'm Plumber Dizzle now. I forgot. I said a step. Oh, I said a step Plumber Dizzle. That that could have went left or right, sir. <laughs> could have went left or right. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, for the past two, three, or well, two days, the kitchen sink was clogged, and usually we can like do the bacon soda, apple yeah. cider vinegar, and then like boiling water, and then just kind of flush everything out. That did not work. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm not trying to pay for this. So I'm just looking at YouTube videos. I'm like, man, what the hell? We tried the little garbage disposal. That shit was making shit come up even more. I'm like, fuck. So just one night, I'm like, man, let me just get under there, pull some pipes, pause. Let me uh, (laughs) let me just unscrew some shit and see how it works. So I'm some shit wasn't unscrewing, some shit was, and eventually I was able to, like, find the pipe to, like, release the water that was in the sink, so I got a, a big pot, I ain't got a bucket, so I got, just got a big pot to drain the water out, and I'm like, what the fuck, eventually I was able to pull that bitch apart, I wasn't trying to break it, but I pulled it apart enough to see this big wad of gunk, Ugh. it looked like leaves, I'm like, what the, why is there leaves in the sink or in the pipes? But I was able to yank out the leaves, and the water just started flowing. I'm like, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. You're the man, you the man. Cleaned yeah, it out a little home, bit. That's that home ownership, baby. Yeah, it's, it was in the grand scheme of it. Now that I've done it, it was pretty simple. But going into it, I was scared. I I'm thinking if I unscrew it wrong, pipes going bust, water going everywhere. Did you no. turn the water valve off before you started doing that? No, uh, <laughs> I didn't think I, I don't think I needed to in this situation. <laughs> Just you, in case YouTube did not instruct me to do that. <laughs> well, here's a heads up: if you ever start doing anything electrical, turn off the power grid. Nah, that's not my scope. Elect- <laughs> electricity is not my. Nah, I'm calling this someone like, for that. I, I can swim, so we good. Yeah, <laughs> I can mess with no power. I ain't trying to get shocked. Ah. I saw Rick Ross do something similar on uh, on Twitter, mm-hmm. man. I saw hilarious. 
getting charged a thousand a tree, and this motherfucker out here cutting down trees and attacking people with chainsaws at the end of the video. That's not like that home ownership is real. It is, man. Definitely, man. You got to do what you got to do, man, because, shoot, they come out here, and they professionals, and they get that shit done in five minutes. Yeah, it may take you, like, two hours, but shit, it'll save you, like, $200. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's definitely worth it, man. Shouts out to all the handyman out there on youtube man because that's how we get down right shit man as for me man it's been kind of hectic at work things are definitely picking up back at work man um oh shit time that's right around that's right Right around well shit uh killers really don't uh, i mean don't affect neither one of y'all but this you know our gm keith wright remember him i remember his name on stuff i don't remember yeah. the face <laughs> well the boss of the building yeah he retired so we don't have a boss in the building anymore so we like literally flying by the seat of our pants like with no direction and everything so you already know what that encompasses for your boy more work you already know <laughs> hey kev da-da-da-da-da. like hey man that's that's way out of my pay grade dude <laughs> for now that. Talk to me to attack Ryan about the party. Let me, let me. Hey. <laughs> it's wide open. It's, it's do whatever you like up in this motherfucker right about now. But that's been going on. So work been crazy hectic. A ton of concerts are coming to the area. We already talked about the Ross T.I. show going to Cincinnati. New edition going to Cincinnati and Cleveland. Her got a show coming up in Cincinnati. Uh, Dirk got a show. So we got a ton of giveaways coming up. Um, since the music fest coming back this year with Janet Jackson and Uncle Charlie, so it's been super hectic at work. But uh podcast related, we are no longer officially no longer a part of the SoundCloud community. Because mm. I I don't know, maybe like a couple weeks ago I talked about how I couldn't log into our account off my yeah. computer. So I was basically having to take the audio, email it to myself and then upload it at the station and everything like that. I was able to load last week's pod, but now SoundCloud isn't letting me to log in at the station either. So I was oh, wow. basically out of options on how to load our podcast. So uh I was able to get on my phone, disconnect my credit card for one. So that's going to save us some money. But then now we're going to be down with the Anchor team. Uh Anchor is another podcast host, so it should... If you're listening to this podcast, everything worked out fine. If you're not listening <laughs> to this podcast, I'm probably behind the scenes trying to make sure you're able to hear this podcast. But it should load perfectly fine and like it's always been. It should be seamless if you've been rocking with the podcast, especially on Apple Music or on Spotify or wherever you normally get the podcast outside of SoundCloud. So SoundCloud, y'all messed up, man. Y'all messed yeah. up. Y'all not letting the boy... <laughs> <laughs> I never let the boy log in, and that shit was a tedious process because, you know, being able to take the SS feed, RSSS feed from SoundCloud, you're supposed to be doing that shit on a desktop, but I had to do it off the SoundCloud app, so that shit was a pain in the ass, man, so it was, hopefully, I guess maybe by like 1 o'clock today, we'll find out if the shit worked or not. We appreciate your efforts, sir. We appreciate your efforts. No problem. No problem at all, man. So it wasn't just a reset my password situation or anything? Oh. 
And the other shit is I reached out to the help desk multiple times and nothing. Thank you for letting us know. We'll get back to you. That shit was three weeks ago. Then I jumped yeah. in the chat and it just gave me the bubbles for like 15 minutes. I'm like, so we y'all not even going to reply to me. Like, you're placing line. Like, matter of fact, it was one day I was trying to do the chat during the Kenner show. And y'all know the Kenner show is from three to six. That's three hours. I had one back and forth in three hours. Mm. So I was just like, man, y'all customer service is hot garbage, dog. And I'm, I'm, I knew Kev was working. <laughs> I knew Kev was working when I was getting texts like, hey, what's that confirmation call so I can get in here? <laughs> But it was like three or four of them. I'm like, oh shit, kept having troubles. <laughs> <laughs> I took log in because I was like, all right, well I'm because the rewind podcast that's set up on my email. So I was like, oh shit, I gotta need to get a different email. Well, no need to create a whole different email account if we got one. So right. it was back and forth. That shit, that shit was a pain in the ass. But ultimately, I think it's gonna be better for everybody involved. Anchor is way easier to use. It's an actual podcasting host site as opposed to SoundCloud, which is a, just a music uh, hosting site which you can do podcasts on. This is strictly built about doing podcasts. It's partnered with Spotify and all that shit. So we gonna rock with them, and uh, we appreciate everybody rocking with us during the technical difficulties. But we back up and rolling, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, shit, oh, man, no. something, something very important, very crazy happened in our world this week. Russia invaded the Ukraine. Now, I first got hip to everything that was going on between Russia and the Ukraine probably about three weeks ago. I know this whole thing been going on a lot longer than that, but. I was watching the Today Show, and, you know, they're out there during the Winter Olympics, and they just started talking about how the Olympics was trying to deny some of the Russian athletes from participating in the Olympics because of the conflict between the Ukraine and Russia and everything like that. So I heard a little bit about it, but they really never paid it any attention. But this week, Putin and the Russian boys, they invaded. They driving down the street in tanks. They flying through neighborhoods and F-150 firefighter planes. It's crazy. Molotov yeah. cocktails, Ukraine people, they giving Ukrainian people, everyday people, handguns and Uzis and every type of weapon to protect themselves. What's y'all thoughts on this whole situation? Uh, from what I've seen, is you know, tragic from what i've seen it ain't it just don't look good for ukraine you know i I read something that said any man 18 through 60 if you can fight you have to fight right and i'm um thankful you know to be in a country to where that's that's not the case you know i don't feel like i would want to if i if the time came i don't i don't want to if i had to i would but I, i'm just happy that we're not in a in a situation like that um i haven't been i've been I, i've been reading a little bit here and there but it's just like i only thing i'm reading is this wouldn't happen if trump was in office <laughs> Him and Putin was boys. I don't know, man. 
It's tragic. And the shit I've been seeing hasn't been hasn't been good. It hasn't been fun to watch. It's just I I don't know enough of the the backstory to speak on, but I just know war is never good, war is never fun. So prayers, prayers, hopefully it doesn't last too long. Hopefully the US either gets involved and stops makes peace with everybody or just don't get involved and things just naturally stop. I don't know, man. Yes, it's definitely crazy. People, I can understand that. I don't know because people that have never been to a war or been in war, definitely hard to understand what war is like. But um, I, at the age of 19, went to war. And, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't 19. I was 21. Uh, I, I joined at 19 years old, but I went in 03. I was 21. Uh, not not to get off subject, but the Kanye doc really taught me that those times for him where he was date popping this last episode was all my military time. So all those times in his life where he's running around chasing his dream, I'm literally either in the military, headed to Iraq, in Iraq, whatever that case may be. So war is a, a place of... Uh, of a uh, plethora of emotion you you going in there not knowing what's about to happen what your day is about to be like you being told where to go what to do and kind of how to do it and then on top of that it's people there that either are happy you're there to help them or in this case you know have no idea why you're there and terrorizing them and they were all five days ago was normal they was living their lives they were doing they do and it seems from what i read or what i've been reading that ukraine has a bunch of like natural resources that are like must on the must-have list of putin and like mm-hmm. everything from oils to coals to minerals to the environment like just a lot of shit out there is like prime picking so yep it seems to be a takeover of, of sorts because that's what he want to have. And uh, it's just been nuts to see, like, a group of people have to, like, fight for their shit. You know what I'm saying? It's really us versus them going on over there. And what was even more, like, fucked up about it is the Russian military is way more stronger. They could just stop this shit and be done with it. And... But they kind of like teasing it and kind of like dragging it out. And it's just going to make more death and more, you know, more shit. So it's nothing that you want to be a part of because uh, war is not a place to be. It sucks. Absolutely. And you touched on it, man. It's a war for, you know, the supplies. You know, you get oil, you the king, man. You the king mm-hmm. of the castle because everybody uses that fuel, you know, for our cars, jets, airplanes and everything like that and russia wants to be back part of the world economy and they've been sanctioned Mm -hmm. so many times so putin's thought process is well ukraine used to be a part of russia we're gonna make it part of russia again we're gonna take it and they ain't gonna have no choice but to let us back in with the world economy so we can get back popping and that shit is scary man like that shit is big scary man like to just think like all right man shit we just gonna take it and Shit, that's nothing new, man. That's what war is always about. It's really always about money. You know what I'm saying? It's always about money. Yeah. It's always about power. So, you know, I think we each have a different perspective about, you know, what's happening. So, Killer, I wanted to ask you, 
What are the U.S. soldiers thinking right now? Because obviously you're a veteran. We appreciate your services. Mm -hmm. So what are they thinking right now? Because this conflict is not necessarily directly affecting the United States, but it will affect the United States eventually. And they've already sent over 2,000 soldiers right now. So what is somebody that's, you know, 19, 20 years old that jumped into the military strictly to try to get that GI Bill or whatever the case may be, and now they're facing the potential of World War III? So (laughs) I laugh now that I'm through it, but it'd be so much shit because you have a group of people that really come from the mindset of like, shit, they're going to have to take me. I'm not going. So it's a group of people that's in the military that's sitting there like, bro, I will walk out of this shit. I will go AWOL. I will do whatever. I'm not going. So whatever they got to do to, I'm talking about like be reckless and doing like extreme sports until they break something. Oh, cool. I broke my leg. You can't deploy me now. My back broke. Ha ha. I got an accident. ATV. I'm here. Let me limp around for two months, but I'm going to have to recover for nine months, so I'm going to be here. So you have that group. You have the group that, like, want to have that ne- that new uh, Camaro or that new Charger next year when they come out. So they, like, deploy me. Let me get this bread and stack up so I can come back. I'm going to have ta- untaxed income for however long they're there. I'm going to have 10000 you know, to drop down on this whatever. So they ready for it. And then you got the people that are just kind of like, uh, fuck. So I was kind of like the, uh, fuck people that was like, I guess I better take exercise a little more serious. I better take these trainings a little more serious. I better know my job a little more. I better really be able to handle myself and know what's going on. So it, it gets real. It just, it gets real. It's, but from my experience, Desert Storm was in the nineties. Where nothing, no conflict of huge sorts came about. So for it to then be a huge conflict and to know I'm going to war, or I know we're going to go over there and handle this, it turned my military time, like you say, school money and all that, it turned that into like, man, I better get for real about this. So you 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 see the switch in people where they like you in you in this training, you're not dozing off. You really paying attention because it could probably save your life. You out there trying to really make sure you get home. So it's a bunch of emotions, but all in all, it's what you signed up for and what you knew was at risk. So I would say the majority of the people there are just doing their due diligence and doing their service. Like if if I know A and B ain't gonna do it, and I'm willing to do it, it's like hey, let's go get it done. So it just turns into, like, what we got to do to get home. Yeah, man. For me, from the media side of things, you know, it's crazy because the questions that I had are already being answered. Like, it didn't take any time before the media went media. You know what I'm saying? They went from strictly reporting what was going on to, you know, basically Thursday morning, you know, Trump had his little rally and everything like that, saluting Putin and everything like that. And it just turned to that off the rip blaming each other this wouldn't have happened if so-and-so was in office this wouldn't have happened if this person was in office it's is is biden's fault like just like that like we can't even just sit back and see what's gonna happen before we start blaming each other in this country for a conflict going on over there which ultimately is going to affect us and obviously us sending our soldiers over there so it's just sad that man we can't even get a week into the shit 
before the finger pointing starts in our own country about why something else is going on across the world and everything like that. And then you hear all this stuff about, you know, uh, Russia taking over the Chernobyl plant. People not familiar with Chernobyl, a big nuclear plant back in the 80s had a nuclear explosion. They talk about radiation is going to be there for thousands of years. And the Russian government and Putin saying, no, it's safe and everything like that. And they show tons of animals coming back with extra limbs and shit like that, man. It is absolutely crazy to think like, all right, there's something there that they want. They want mm-hmm. something there that's in a nuclear minefield, basically. They want that. Obviously, everything that went on with the election, are they going to be hacking into our banking systems and fucking up our money? Or what are they going to be doing, like, cyber attack-wise? So change your passwords, do all that shit, because you just never know, man. You never know what's going to happen. And that's, like, the type of things that I would like them talking about on the news to make the people aware, like, hey, man, make sure you got X, Y, and Z covered because cyber attacks is real. We already had tons of cyber attacks, man. So from companies that you work for, for your banking account, for your damn Facebook, whatever. You better change them passwords and change them often because shit is about to get crazy, man. Yeah, that that bomb they dropped with the with the Swift, uh, whatever it's called, the eleven thousand plus banks that communicate worldwide. They kind of pulling some Russian plugs, like that's gonna come with a rebuttal. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Putin ain't gonna let like the money that was coming in, and now it's not. Go, we gonna have something to say. So yeah, like you said, it's I've, I've been sitting here all week, like man, here it comes, something about to happen. But but like one thing that makes me feel a little different is, unfortunately, when I was doing my due diligence and serving in the war, it was because we literally got attacked on our own soil. Right. So so like the buzz around me being in the military, from what I gathered from the community, was like a whole different level of like camaraderie respect love like it was times that i would wear my uniform and all i'm about to go do is is go see some chick in oklahoma city but i'm about to be on the highway and there's times that i know i was going past the cop too fast and it was like hopefully he saw my uniform let's keep it moving and i would just wear my uniform around town just to like almost feel vip and you would have that kind of kind of love but it was different because we was a uh, you know going to reply to us being attacked. So when we put our nose in shit, I don't know what that's like because I've never been in the military when it wasn't for that reason. So, but it seems to be a bunch of like being told what to do, and end of the day, you you raise your right hand and said I'll do it. So here you go. Yeah, so how do you think all this is going to affect the housing market? Because, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. houses are being sold at an all-time high right now. The economy, inflation is just jumping. And now we are on the verge of having oil prices go through the roof. I remember on Monday I filled up my tank for $3. And on Friday when I went back to the gas station, it was three forty-five. So, like, we already seeing it right now. So how do you think it's going to affect the housing market? Shit, man, to my knowledge, it it slows up a bit. Um, I feel like right now, the, being in a seller's market, you can literally put a house that's not ready to be sold on the market. Niggas are going to eat it up, and they can pay more for it than what it's worth. Um, I've seen that interest rates dropped. I would have expected them 
to to rise. It's more of a risk right now for banks to give folks money. But um, surprisingly, interest rates drop. So I think within time, we'll truly see what will happen to it. I think right now um, it's been minuscule in terms of the differences, but just kind of depending on how long, how involved we get, we'll, we'll, tr- we'll truly see what's going, what's going to happen with the market. Um, but yeah, so how long? Uh, history class was my least favorite class. <laughs> how long do like these wars be going on? I know we were what 20 plus years, folks still deploy, but like this in this situation is just like a quick make it happen and then all right. I really think it's going to be levels to it because Russia has the capability to just end this shit. They want to, but end of the shit is going to cause world hate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like I saw where they was bringing in these type of missiles that are like uh flamethrower missiles, but when they explode, they like take, they suck the oxygen away from whatever it's around. So like it basically pulls people's lungs out of their butt. Like it, it explodes you from that way. It suffocates you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like they got them pulling up. So it's like, I mean, they're, they're shooting bombs into apartment buildings. I saw a tank run over somebody and they whip on some like, where you going? Where you going? I got you. Like ran them over in the tank shit. They survived apparently, but like they out there kind of like doing what they want. And they have the ability to really, you know, put their foot on their throats because Russia's military is a pretty decent military. So, yeah, I mean, it could vary. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of this, a lot of times. Well, let me say this. There's differences between conflicts and wars. Like Mm -hmm. once you pull the war card, it's basically all hands off like this shit can go forever i mean conflicts go forever i mean there's still u.s troops all across the world dealing with small smaller conflicts but like this is front page news because this is the newest one and this is the one that's going to be involving everybody because it affects everybody you know what i'm saying it ain't just affecting ukraine and russia you know what i'm saying it affects everybody because everybody needs those resources that the ukraine has so this is front page news this is top of mind so it ain't Ain't got no deadline. It ain't saying like, all right, man, let's get this war done by summer 2023. Like, it's only popping until it ain't popping no more. You know, there's millions of people in Ukraine that's just dealing with it. That's the crazy part. Millions of people that's, I mean, it's black people in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, you know, like you said, there's 18 to 60. I saw a clip where it was people that was trying to get on this train. And they literally, the guy was explaining what happened. Like, it became a point where, like, people just ran for their lives and were just getting on the train at a stampede type of level just to try to get out of there. Whether they was allowed to be on the train or not, it was just a bum rush to the train of all types of dudes trying to not be in the military. It was family trying to get on. You name it. So it got pretty crazy. So it uh it's definitely, you know, they, a week ago, they were just living their lives. And yeah. now they... Now they don't have no homes. They don't have no belongings. They literally are just trying to escape a country. That shit crazy. Yeah, man. I saw this interview with this one Ukraine dude. He was living in Poland with his wife and kids and he used to be military. He was coming back into Ukraine to fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? He had did his time in the military. 
packed up the family, moved to Poland, was living life, and saw this shit popping off and got his shit and headed right back to his home mm-hmm. country to fight. And another uh, older woman, she used to be in the military, and she's with the shits. You know what I'm saying? So I respect them people for doing this, man. But thoughts and prayers because, like you said, man, the Russian military, they is not to be fucked with. And the other thing, like, it's the difference between having military and then former military and then giving citizens rifles. Like, yo, killer, you are former, former. But a new dude that's in the military still has those reflexes. They still with the shits. Like, you a little rusty. And then they give me a novice, a motherfucker that only shot a BB gun before, a gun like, go out there and and make it happen. I'm going to fucking end up shooting one of our people in the back by mistake. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. I saw the president of Ukraine was asked or something about, uh, a phone call with something like, I don't, I don't want to talk on the phone. I need some ammo. Send <laughs> ammo. <laughs> like, it's going down. Like, it's not funny, but the shit is like, it's crazy to think that it's literally just us versus them. They literally are trying to, trying to fight for their whole livelihood. Like, this shit is crazy. It's crazy yeah, that I, someone's just trying to come take that shit. Yeah, I saw the stuff about the U.S. soldiers that's going over there. As of now, they're not going to be getting involved with the fight. They're just supposed to be, like, supervising or some shit like that. So how does that work? Like, what what does that even mean? They try to act like they're not involved. They try to act like they're just going to be there to, you know, help when when called upon for direction. <laughs> nah, bruh. Hey, exactly. Tommy, <laughs> ring. They just come with the shits. <laughs> so we need help remember. from here. They just gonna watch the shit from the sidelines. I, I can know. remember. I can remember like certain times during the uh, time I spent in Iraq that there was like Iraqis that were there, and they expected a certain level of like training from us, and we like. Man, go over there and gather them boxes and put them up. Like, if they were just another person you just told to do stuff, but they, like, thought that they was going to be, so how do I go about driving this? Or, like, they thought they was going to be getting, like, hands-on training, and it was never that. But we had a few around up until, I think I told y'all, we had an attack where they, somebody took one of the trucks and tried to run through the line and kill us, and one of these special forces dude shot him up. But up until that point, they were around thinking they were like being trained and it was more so they were probably told that so we could get in this area <laughs> but we never i never saw one person train in iraqi ever wow thoughts and yeah. prayers man thoughts and prayers because they are definitely going to need it and shoot we're going to need it as well man we we talk about like thoughts and prayers to ukraine and obviously but shoot man eventually this is going to affect us here in the united states as well man because you know, we got our own soldiers heading over there and obviously everything with inflation. Yeah. Kanye West, part two of the documentary. Finish making college dropout. That shit was dope. This episode was even better than the first one. This shit was fire. Yeah. This shit is dope. Oh, you muted, brother. Almost brought a nigga to tears, man. <laughs> Almost brought a nigga to tears. It's, and it's like, 
I feel like Kanye has been my favorite artist. Well, Kanye became my favorite artist at, Damn, that, at no that time. Soldier? You don't love no love for Soldier. Uh, <laughs> Soldier Boy was most definitely my favorite artist at a time. But when it just comes to like some just music musically, I feel like the college dropout. I I know front front to back. You know what I'm saying. To this, to this day, is, is probably one of my favorite albums. Can listen to it whenever, and it's, you know, I don't think there's any skips on there, if I'm not mistaken. But being able to just watch the making of, like, the introduction of my favorite artist is crazy. Seeing these moments, him at the Grammys, knowing that speech, and just seeing what went into it, I think one of the I got chills watching it, man. One of the moments that gave me chills was like the lady asked him one year ago, if I told you that you would be nominated for 10 Grammys, would you believe it? And he said, well, I told other people and they didn't believe me. And I'm like, Bro, that, shit is, that shit is fire. Just to believe yeah. in yourself to that extent from the get go and to now just be the biggest artist one of the richest folks in America, man. That shit is fire. Yeah. I super appreciate the story being told because, like I've said, those were my military years, and it wasn't no iPhone to keep me updated. It wasn't no Internet World Stars or YouTube to to to, to keep up with. So, when my world got narrow with training and being gone for 30 days out in the woods doing this or six months here or whatever it was, I missed a bunch of time. Like I missed a bunch of time in sports, a bunch of time in music. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying was the first CD that got sent to me in Iraq. You know what I'm saying? That was like the thing, the thing that I had to keep moving, but like things had to get sent to you. So for me to be able to see, the 02, 03, 04 story of Kanye that I missed live and to see it in that much detail to really have the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to record now and have all this stuff because I know where I'm headed. Like, it, it's crazy how his his story is being told and, it, like, the footage is there to back it up. Like, there's, there's no There's no dispute. There's no argument. You see, you see what he went through. You see the struggles. You see the non-belief. You you see everything about it, and then you see kind of why Kanye is Kanye too. You mm-hmm. you've been told no or been ignored for so long, and you always you know. But then when you around Pharrell, you around other people when they calling you the Quincy Jones, and you know all these different things. It's like when right, you really start. So. Yeah, agreed. And when you really start doing that shit, and it's like, again, you at this level, and now they're not believing you about this, and not believing you about that, they calling you crazy. It's like, yeah, they call everybody that did something like this crazy. So it's just a ball of just, you know, and then Kanye is Kanye. So he's always had this Kanye vibe to him, and it's on wax. So I just super appreciate the detail. Um, love seeing the like the the making of like through the wire, the the making of uh Jesus uh walks and just some of the detail they went into like some of the other songs of like 
I love that rawness where you can tell, like, that ain't how it went. Like, when Jamie Foxx was in, was in there and they was trying to figure it out. Like, that's the part that gave me chills. I love the creative process. So to know what the finished product was and to see the story being told and how it got there is beautiful. So I'm, uh, I can't wait for March 2nd. I'm, that's probably my first go-to. That in Bel Air right now, my top two. <laughs> oh shit, snowfall back. I got a lot to watch. Shit. Yeah, man. TV jumping right now. That shit was, that shit was super dope, man. You know, I think us as consumers, we take the creative process for granted. We just, oh man, when Rihanna gonna drop a new album? When Kendrick gonna drop? When J. Cole gonna drop? Like, this shit takes time. Good music takes time. Like, I take this for instance, like Master P, like back in the No Limit days, they was dropping two CDs. A month. 99% of them shits was garbage. Really only <laughs> listen. They had like two songs per album on there that was dope. Like the, yeah. the crew song or whatever. And the rest of that shit else was pretty much garbage. So it was just like an influx of music. So it wasn't taking any time. Kanye West was taking his time. And he was forced to take his time because he was being shelled by Rockefeller Records and everything like that. The accident wouldn't break in his jaw. You know, the creative process of him basically making that album in his hotel room and then going to studio to studio to get Ludacris to do the hook, to get Jamie Foxx on the song, to get so-and-so, to get so-and-so's opinion and everything like that and mash it together. Like, those days probably aren't coming back. And it's all because of technology because then you could, couldn't just send the email file from L.A. to Atlanta he dropped a verse. He sent the shit back to you. Your engineer splices it together. Boom. Song. Like, this still had that creative process of uh, somebody working together to put something great together. That's why you always hear about Kanye West going to Hawaii or going to Wyoming to make these albums because he still wants that collaborative process for a good album. Now, I may differ about, like, his latest works, but there's no doubt about what College Dropout is. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's one of the best hip-hop albums of all time. And he put his heart and soul into that shit. And he deserved everything he got out of that project. And like I said before, man, that the creative process, we take it for granted, man. Because as much work as he put into that, and like they left a lot of shit out about the College Dropout. They left out the fact that some of the samples didn't get cleared. They left out, like, if y'all watch from uh, the Jamie Foxx part with them, um, um, slow jams like it's a piece in there that's off the mixtape version with a biggie sample in there which never got cleared the uh all falls down the lauren hill sample that's not on there the selena johnson had to come in there and sing that part as opposed to that because a lot of that shit had to get reworked because a lot of samples couldn't get cleared and everything like that i would have loved to hear stuff about that but ultimately this the documentary is dope we what, three hours in, we got, what, another episode to go, and that's where shit's about to go left. Big left. Big left. So, so okay, so this is my uh, fear of episode three, and I'm going to definitely watch it, and they've done a top-tier job thus far. This is exceeded. I knew I was going to fuck with it just from the trailer, but nah, this is this is one of my favorite watches of all time at this point. But I'm fearing that episode three has so much to cover in an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're going to take it from where they left off to today. Because it seems like they got footage from 
the Donda experience. And if you're thinking, that's like a good, what, 16? Is that like a 15 years span? Yeah. That's a span of it 15 ain't. years. They're about to do an hour and a half. Sound like that footage ain't from Cootie, though. Sound like Cootie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I, I doubt that a lot of this footage is Cootie. A lot of that shit is from social media and him lot his lives interviews at tmz and everything like that like i'm not sure how much of this footage is from cootie yeah, yeah. and i so, think yeah, that was that, part of the allure it was a home video down there yeah and to think about it like we got two episodes of basically cootie's home videos and now we're about to get two episodes of you know like like you say the last 15 years in an hour and a half episodes so they got it's gonna be a lot but I hope it don't get to like it got to stay on the story of 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 the music. That, that's what I hope, you know. But you know, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's because <laughs> these these the years Kanye exploded. So yeah, so you talk about like a fifteen year gap or whatever. Try it like this: late registration, graduation, eight oh eight, and heartbreaks, beautiful. Do- uh, beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Jesus, life of Pablo. Yay, Jesus is king. Donda, watch the throne. Cruel summer. Kids see ghosts. That's like what? That's like thirteen albums. That's thirteen albums. You spent an hour and a half on one album. Now you about to spend an hour and a half on thirteen? No, that's it's about to be a mishmash. It's about to be a mishmash because they're gonna touch on personal life. Like I'm predicting that. About an hour of the doc is gonna be about the passing of his mom, cause we ain't even got yeah. there yet. We ain't even yeah. got there yet, and that's the most important thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah. True. So, I'm 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 locked in. I can't wait to watch. It's been great so far. Um, hopefully, they can can land this thing. Man, I have I have a confession. You like Donna. I- <laughs> no, I, I didn't know Bernie Mac wasn't. I thought that I, I didn't know D. Ray. Oh, oh <laughs> killer! I, I, I knew I, that. I was in the military. I, I didn't know. I didn't he did know. a good impersonation of him. I didn't know. I was like, hell no, nah. D. Ray. Yeah, D. <laughs> Ray. That was D. Ray. They had hella cameos too, man. Like yeah. seeing the young D. Ray. At that point, I did niggas even really know D. Ray at that time? That was early. 2000s. No. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, he was coming up in the comedy world. Like, I don't think he was out, though. He was, he early, was on... early Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, damn. That was Chappelle that... show days. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. most the most deaf and all that shit was dope. Yeah. It's fire, man. That shit yeah. is fire, dude. Well, shit, man. Let's talk a little bit of NBA, man. NBA, uh... Every team has about 23 games left this season. And uh, Dizzle's Los Angeles Lakers are sitting at the nine seed. Are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? Are they going to fall out of the play-in game and be watching from home? I mean, LeBron's playing great. I mean, but the team is not playing great. What's up with the Lake show? Are they going to make it to the play-in or what? I'm losing all faith in the Lakers. And, uh... I guess this is the beginning of the end, man. I just need to go ahead and accept it. Um, they don't look good. I still watch every damn game, and it's just frustrating. 
Um, I felt like they should have traded Anthony Davis for somebody while he was still worth something. I'll give you a lot of credit. You said that before Stephen A. Smith. I did. Yeah. Get his props. Yeah. I got a lot of off takes, but I know, <laughs> I know some shit. You always going to be three for Stephen A. out here, you're hustling. <laughs> I say a lot of shit. Some of it sticks, some don't. But when it sticks, and this is one, I feel like, man, he's just damaged goods. He's one of the he's he's a nigga that you watch frustrated because he don't attack like a Giannis would, and they just got the same body type and build. I'm like, yeah, these are two different type of players. But we looking at Giannis just dominate. Anthony Davis is what, 28, 29? You're supposed to be in your prime. You getting hurt every other game. Every time right, he jump and Bro, every time he jump and fall, he could yep. be out next two, three weeks. <laughs> He's at 28. That's Nigga, younger than, younger than me, man. You got to <laughs> I could get out there and be jumping around, ain't going to get hurt. Golly. He gets hurt now, every man. week. This is frustrating. I I I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. I think they'll make the play in just because the, there's no way the Lakers are going to be 11th seed. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to make the play in. See, the issue that I have with this is LeBron's numbers didn't really change his career. He's putting up about the same numbers, right? Yeah. But those numbers usually led to them being able to play themselves into the playoffs. These numbers, he, he can't get 10 more – Five more boards and five more sit like he got his max, so it's not not enough to get them out of that seven, eight, nine, ten bubble all year. So it's only gonna get tougher. I don't see, I don't see LeBron being able to carry the load enough to. I mean, we really gonna see, and again, it's gonna be another check on the LeBron list if he if he can get him there. But I don't think they gonna make it. The the number one problem with the Lakers is Melo is their second best player. Yeah. Melo should not be their second best player on the team, dog. Like, I'm a big Melo fan. That's my guy. But if you're relying on him to score between 18 to 25 points a game, that's a problem. That's yeah. a problem, dude. Like, okay, like, that wasn't even supposed to be his role. That was, yeah, hey, man, I'm, I'm not supposed to be doing I'm not supposed to be playing, be playing more than 20 minutes a game. And that, yeah, hey, man, we'll give you 18 30. possessions. Yeah, like, hey, man. I get that <laughs> points, all that defense and shit. Uh, nah, nigga, that ain't my role here. That was never supposed to be the role. So they're relying on him, and, like, he – I mean, shit, he had a chance to win the game. I don't know why the hell he shot that deep-ass three like that where he could have drove, but it is what it is. But There's only down like, one. Yeah, exactly. Like, he pulled that shit like he was Steph. Like, yeah, you can hit that, but not right now, bro. Like, you don't need that. You don't need that shot. Better him than Russ, though. Uh, <laughs> Frank Vogel. Ash. Is he? <laughs> they traded, They gave away all the pieces that made him a good coach. See, they gave away all the dudes to go get Brody. They gave away oh, all bro. all the all the pieces that would fit. If they would have kept uh, White Jordan, they would have been good, man. <laughs> they got a new White Jordan, bro. Like, <laughs> he ain't got the bounce. He ain't got that bounce. He got the, he got the J. He ain't got the defense, and he ain't got the bounce. I, I like, always say LeBron plays better with smarter players than more athletic players. And the Lakers have Brody, Russ, who's super athletic. 
They need smarter basketball players on that team, man. People that know their role, sit there in the corner, blaze up them threes, and play defense. They will be in a much better spot right now. Frank Vogel still don't know the lineup two years into this. He's still testing out Dwight Howard in certain situations. When he when Dwight Howard plays, they play much better. He's a force in the middle. That nigga's in shape. That nigga don't be getting hurt. You can lob it up to him. He blocks shots, get rebounds, and put get putbacks. He don't get no he don't get no burn. And if I ever see DeAndre Jordan in the game again, uh, we know for a fact that Frank Vogel just don't know what he's doing. And then uh, you got Trevor Ariza. Uh, what is he doing getting minutes over Austin Reeves and Malik Monk and Carmelo? Like we don't need Trevor Ariza in the game, bro. Like he's he don't know he don't know what he's doing, bro. Garbage. Garbage, garbage, yeah. garbage. Uh, another team out here, not necessarily struggling. They got a big win last night in Milwaukee, but the Nets are sitting in the eighth seed right now. Obviously, KD still hurt. They made the trade. James Harden up out of there. Got Ben Simmons and, and, and Young Curry and everything like that. So now you got Kyrie and Curry out there playing like they back at Duke shooting a ton of threes, but they got that win yesterday. Where will the Nets end the season with about 23 games left? Bottom third. Mm. I think they'll still be there, but they'll be bottom third. Uh, Ben Simmons out with the back. His back still ain't shit. So, (laughs) uh, that nigga ain't hurt. (laughs) I mean, whatever it is, he ain't, he ain't mentally ready yet. And that's the, that's the sad part. It's like they, this motherfucker made a lot of bread to be almost great. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but anywho, I think, I think Brooklyn, I think Brooklyn got a chance to, to, with, with KD come back, you know, anything's possible with that, with that man. But again, KD, he be on the same level as like, kinda almost AD. He been kinda injury prone last couple of years and what are about to be his best years of his, of his career. So he gonna have to have that pressure of being one of the greats and then wanting to perform at the level he likes to perform at. So we'll see if he holds up. But I think with him, with him and Kyrie playing together, I like that better than the big three. So, but I still think bottom third. They just gonna have to get a lot of cohesiveness in the back third of the season. Yeah, I think they ceiling is probably the seventh seed, which is still a part of the plan. That's a dangerous yeah. seven seed because uh, when they at full force, I mean, we ain't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. shit, even the squad that they got <clears throat> within the trade because Seth Curry is an amazing pickup. Drummond, mm-hmm. Drummond going to get his. Um, but, yeah, they definitely need KD. They definitely need KD. I ain't going to yeah. lie. <laughs> the, East is, the East is kind of – well, yeah, the East is pretty uh, loaded this this year. For sure. And so the Cleveland Cavaliers currently are in fourth spot. So you would think that was great, but this is the problem. Philadelphia, 36 wins. Cavs, 36 wins. Milwaukee, 36 wins. <laughs> Boston, 36 wins. So you would think like, oh, man, we good. But this shit is, can fluctuate game to game. You can go from third to six real quick. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So can the Cleveland Cavaliers win a playoff series? Most definitely. Mm. Oh, Killer shaking his head. They're not healthy. They got to get healthy. 
Darius Garland. That's the problem because they need Garland to play. He's not healthy. So if you're resting to get healthy, your ass is going to slip. You might slip to the fucking play-in game. Mm-hmm. So you need to keep rolling them out there. Back all fucked up, shoulder all fucked up, knee all fucked up. Because if you don't play, you're going to lose. I'll say this. I got Cleveland. Out of the 10 possibles that could make the playoffs, I, the only team. Shit, they can beat anybody on the, on here. Really? Nah, bruh. Nah. The only, the only Cle- team. Cleveland? The They're not being the. Ser- in a series, not a one-off, in a series. In a series. You don't got, you don't think they can beat the Bucks? No. Nah. I think if anybody series. gonna beat the Bucks, the Cavs got the bigs, the athletic bigs to stay up with Giannis. They got Jared Allen. That's a big body. Yes, sir. They got Evan Mobley. That's another yes, big body that can throw at them. Like, who else got a duo that is skilled and quick enough and big enough to even go with Giannis? Harden and B. Nope. They're not big enough? Dang. I don't think Embiid, I don't think Embiid can guard Giannis. I think he's just too slow he's, on his feet. Not for a series. But, but Embiid gonna put up his 30 and 18 against Giannis. Yeah, yeah. True that. <laughs> Hard. And Harden, Harden get busy, so I don't Harden. know. Harden looked good out there last week. He looked good out yeah, there last week. Took, the, took that fat suit off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for good. my money, my money, the Cavs. They got a fighter's chance, bro. Yeah, get they got a fighter's chance. But win. Win the series. The only team that I say, like, all right, man, I feel confident saying they could beat would be the Celtics. Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, them, niggas, them niggas in the plan don't count, nigga. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only t- like, outside of, you know, the Nets, I, yeah, they can beat any of them. I, they, but the thing is, they will be playing Milwaukee. Yeah. So what you want you want to either be the four or five and be playing Boston because you're not beating nobody else. You might be able to beat. Yeah, they can't beat the fucking Bulls, man. Nah. It's nah. too. The Rosen and Zach Levine. The Rosen too much. balling. Yeah. It's too much at the guard spot, man. Your best guard. Your best two guards are like six two. How's the Heat in first place? Heat culture, under, baby. I was about to say, yeah, they flying under the radar for real. Shots out to Tyler Hero. Got his year one swag back. I ain't watching that one Miami Heat game, so I don't even know. <laughs> but we got a lot of action, man. Time for some quick hitters, man. CDC is loosening mass and COVID guidelines. Good idea? Bad idea? Uh, It's a little early. I would have waited another month. Let the, let the sun come out a little more. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, at this point, it's almost like a. It, it gets to the point where it'd be like fuck it sometimes. Like I, this time where I'm running into Kroger's and I know I'm not I'm going to get a sack of potatoes and right to the checkout line. I'm like, man, you have to take me, Rona. I'm going. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So, but then it's times where I know I'm going into a spot where it's going to be elevators and mad people. Like, no, nah, I want my mask. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I got this like love hate give take I want you I don't want you relationship with this whole fucking man so 
I wanted when usually when the sun is out and it's warmer, that seemed to be less you know, less time. So hopefully hopefully we round in third and headed home, but I think we just round in second. I think we got one more wave coming. I think that we're gonna be cool and when I say cool I think motherfuckers just gonna deal with it. Because it is about to warm up eventually. Was it mm-hmm. February? So I say by May we should be warm, and you know what happens in the warm weather. Everybody out having a good time, like yada yada. And then just like this past year, come October, November, new new COVID out, and that's just gonna right. be the new reality. So I would prefer them say like, all right, man, come June, do what you do, but October, November, mask back up. Like, if they do it like that, I would be more lenient or more understanding. But once the masks come off, you ain't getting these motherfuckers to put them back home. You ain't Y'all both got boosters. Up. I'm boosted up, cuz. Boosted up, cuz. Yeah, I'm not either. Go get that jab. Like, Go get that jab. Go get that boost, son. My, my thought is already. <laughs> it says it as he coughs. No, I must say, I would if it was the boost. It's just, it ain't the boost. It's like next week, the one you're talking about that's coming, you're going to have to get a boost for that one. I'm getting that boost, too. See, I just just want the boost when they're ready to call it the boost. (laughs) It's like an iPhone upgrade. Whenever the upgrade come out, I'm downloading that bitch. They come with that new booster, I'm getting that bitch. I'm keeping my shit up to date. Let's keep it popping. Let's get it rolling. Even though I'm boosted up, double masked up everywhere I go, let's get it. Just trying to see my mom and my grandma. Get them a hug. Right. <laughs> Shit. Uh, what's y'all early thoughts on Snowfall Season 5, man? Two episodes. Two episodes in the books already. Uh, I got a question. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it, and I just want to make sure I didn't forget or miss nothing. The girl... Just came out of nowhere, right? Like she wasn't introduced in the correct. Business. Correct. Okay. This is just, they did like a year time jump. Gotcha. Just, okay. Yeah, this is like a year later. Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, who is this chick? And he got a baby <laughs> with her. Did I, I like, I'm like, damn, do I gotta go back? Cause I don't remember seeing her. And I watched I, episode nine and ten for you of the last season. That was not on. That there. was a re- that was a refresher. Okay, she wasn't there. Yeah, so a little quick little time jump, a little time jump, like about so eight. Kill- Killer, you ain't watched it yet, though, right? Oh, yeah. I'm saying I watched, like, before the uh, new episodes came out, I watched last season's last two just to get my mind right of what I missed, what I forgot. I fell asleep. All right. There you go. You back. You back. <laughs> I, I I didn't. Uh, I fell asleep on the second episode, so I ended up watching it in the morning, but I am caught up. I will say this before we start talking about it. So, Snowfall comes on at 10, one of the few shows out there that I watch live, and they drop two episodes. You know, on a regular Monday through Friday, man, I'm in the bed at 1030. You know what I'm saying? So, having to stay up until midnight, that was a chore for your boy. That definitely was a chore for your boy, man. I didn't even get up to do, I didn't even get up to do my morning workout the next morning. I just woke up, took a shower, and went to work. Like, normally I get up at like 6, do my little workout, do my push-ups and my jumping jacks and all that shit. I was like, nah, nigga, I need the extra hour of sleep. So, mm-hmm. but I thought the shit was dope. I thought the shit was real dope. Uh, you know, they bringing in the Lamb bias situation, which happened in real life. 
they bring in the crash unit, so you about to start seeing some tanks rolling down the streets of Compton. Uh, uh, boy, Teddy back with a vengeance. It's on his popping. That nigga yeah. Teddy crazy. Big crazy. You know what, though? I will say this, and I was thinking it when I saw it. I fucks with Javi. Javi has always Man. been a Javi has always been a crazy motherfucker <laughs> with some swag. I fuck with the mustache. I'm like, damn, I need, <laughs> I need my shit to grow in that thick, bruh. Because I might just do anything else just keep the stash. Oh, with a lip gang. <laughs> yeah. But nah, nah yeah. I feel like I was about to say the girl is uh, definitely two, two time in the crossing them. We're just going to find that out a little later. Mm. He's dumb enough to fall for that again? He ain't dumb enough to do that twice, is he? Who was the first? Oh, the first girl was working with, uh. So that's crazy, the crazy episode, dude. episode nine and ten. You would have got a refresher, Dizzle. Man, yeah. boy. <laughs> now, yeah. Now, I love it. It, it. It's been, it's been, it's been fire. Uh, I don't know what Jerome and Auntie, y'all, they might, they might end up getting into some shit. But, um, uh, Leon, Leon got his swagger back, like he running the ship again. So that just always leads to good episodes when everybody is on their shit, when everybody is at full go right now. So it's it's gonna be some twists and turns. That's what Snowfall is. So I'm excited for for, for the ride because uh, they got the lead up perfect. So is, so is Leon out of the game? Because that's the vibe uh, I was getting. Okay, so he's still, he's still active. In the- yeah, you know, because Franklin came to him with the proposition, you know what I'm saying, and getting involved with that property situation. He was like, no, nah, he cool where he at, and never thought he'd have as much money, so he's still running shit in the projects. And that's one thing. If I'm Leon, I would be like, hold the fuck up. Why I got to stay in the PJs, nigga? Like, he, he want to. Fuck that. <laughs> like, break <laughs> <your> ankles. <laughs> he might yeah. have the best situation. Thinking about it, he got his situation going. They're smooth. Everything is peachy. No stress. Right He's taking right. kids on field trips. That's just dope. <laughs> That's just dope. But we all know it ain't going to end well. <laughs> we all know it ain't going to end well. Because I think it's like, right. what, summer at 87? All this shit going to hit the fan. They only got about three more years until shit niggas end up in jail, man. So I want to see how they wrap this whole situation up. Last one for me before you slide up out of here, man. T.I. and comedian Godfrey got into it social media-wise because if y'all ain't know, T.I. is a part-time comedian now. So according to Godfrey, he did a show down there in Atlanta and uh comedy venue said like T.I. was in the building and he wanted to come up. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. We in Atlanta. It's his city or whatever. But he left or whatever. And God- Godfrey feels like, hey, man, if I'm the headliner. Really, nobody should be coming up after me. Like, respect the craft of comedy and T.I. like, man, F that, you hating on me. I'm out here grinding, doing my thing. What's y'all thoughts about it? Because, Killer, I know you coming from the DJ culture. Like, it's cold to this shit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely is is, is cold to to the comedy world. I'm, I'm blessed to have some comedy friends. And uh, there's certain things that I just know you should not do or I've seen – attempted and shouldn't have been where you know you you, you think because it's uh the sunday show you've been opening up for somebody all week 
and the room gets you and you done stole somebody's joke. You know what I'm saying? So now, mm. cause, cause you done heard it Thursday, twice on Friday, twice on Saturday, you done, you done made it, made it your own. And, uh, I've seen those things happen. I've, haven't really seen the, uh, but I, well, I take that back. No, I have seen like the, uh, progression of like who should be the headliner, who should be the opener in a, in a tour list, you know, when you got big name, big name, big name. But with Godfrey being Godfrey, Godfrey is a comedian. We all know. Say he said he did like an hour 30, hour 40 set, which is a huge, you know, yeah, time frame to be, to be making people laugh. But with it being TI, with it being who it was, like, I could see if you was in Dayton and somebody from Wiley's Comedy Club was like, bro, let me get that last little 10 minutes. Like, for what? Like, this, this was, <laughs> this, this had a purpose. So, I mean, like, you could, you could have really rolled away differently. You could have helped somebody that, you know, but in reverse, rap ain't gonna let no com, no comedian come on and be like, yo, let me get the hot 16 after your show, T.I. He gonna be like, <laughs> nigga, fuck you. So, Catch. Give give and take. So if, if Ti ain't gonna let Godfrey get a high sixteen after the King tour, then he, <laughs> then he should then he shouldn't expect Godfrey to be happy that he went on after him with Godfrey being the headliner. So now that makes sense. I think you broke it down pretty perfect. Like Ti trying comedy, go for it. But nah, if you not a, if you not the headliner, just just. Wait your turn, my nigga. You, I'm sure you got other opportunities to hop on stage. So I, I want to watch him. I don't know if he's funny or not. He did something yeah. up at All Star in Cleveland. I don't know nobody that went though. No, yeah, I don't either. I was just about to say, oh, Ti is big enough, especially anywhere, but especially in Atlanta, to be like, hey, I'm doing a comedy show Wednesday at eight o'clock. Y'all be there. It's gonna be packed. Yeah, be packed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So follow the follow the steps if you're not gonna you know reciprocate those in your craft. Absolutely, I do want to add one more thing. Like it takes a lot of courage for Ti to do this. You know what I'm saying. We yeah. know him as Ti, King of the South, the rapper. You know what I'm saying. One of the best to do it. Everything like that. For him to try to add this to his repertoire, I ain't got no problem with it. But like you know. Just respect the craft, respect the game. You wouldn't want, you know what I'm saying, MC nothing up. Matter of fact, his own kids rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he not putting them on tour with him. Right. He making <laughs> them respect the grind. He making them start from the bottom. Yeah, they have a little head start because T.I. is his dad, so they have the best equipment and everything like that. But he's not hooking them up with DJ Toomp Beats. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> he's not doing all that. He's like, hey, man, you get it your way. I'm going to help you out as much as I can. But, like. He ain't, his kids ain't opening up for him on tour, so you know, he's on tour with Gucci, Jeezy, Ross. Mm-hmm. He ain't helping them out that way, so respect the craft, man. Respect what these comedians have been doing for such a long time, man. That's all yeah. I would say to him. Thanks. Well, shit, we went an hour 15, longest podcast in a long-ass time. Hopefully, it loads correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this stuff podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Hey, Dizzle. We out till next week. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.